Untitled Beatles podcast. Wow, TJ. Can't believe it. Here we are once again. I know. Untitled Beatles podcast. Well, there's all sorts of Beatle news going on, man. First of all, yeah, right? Yeah, can we get some music, right? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that Major 7. Got to do that. Got to do it. <laughs> Lounge news. <laughs> you know, kind of like Schaefer used to do those all those songs in, on the spot for like dumb ads and small town news and all that. Yeah, and he would always end. He, I stole from Schaefer the D. Schaefer would end songs doing that kind of riff, which I always loved. Yeah, and then they'd always go into this like James Brown thing where it was like, gaining credibility. That's one of the beautiful things about Paul Schaefer is he could do the cheesy bits and then gain credibility by the solid funk or rock riff. So they just released this one minute, uh, what do you want to call it? Like an animated teaser for the Plastic Ono Band big six CD box set? Yeah, they they opened up one of the short bonus tracks uh, of the many bonus tracks, a hundred or so, from the vault um, that are going to be in the Plastic Ono Band 50th. And uh, yeah, with, with like a line drawing. Okay, I'll let you you set it up the song because you're our you're our news guy. You're our um, Felicia Middlebrooks. <laughs> I'm traffic. I'm Bart Shore. In touch with Chicago, WBBM News Time six oh five. Good morning, everybody. I'm John Hultman, and welcome to Thursday, everyone. Top of the morning to you. I'm Felicia Middlebrooks. Oh, yeah, but- so it'll be me. Uh, so this is a turns out it's an old Jerry Lee Lewis song. And it was kind of an impromptu, sounds like between takes, kind of a, a jam. That's how I see it. And and Lennon goofs with the lyrics a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely just cutting room floor fun that's added onto the box set for, you know, people like us, completest weirdos. Yeah, and it's not like, I mean, the thing with these deluxe editions, I'm not expecting things to be revelatory. I'm not expecting like the unreleased working class hero with the, you know, the six verses you didn't get. So it's it's the noodling. That's just John and Marie. That's half the Beatles as they proclaim on YouTube and the link that shows this, this line uh, drawing to the song. Half the Beatles kind of fucking around not long after the Beatles broke up. Right. And what a cool thing to hear them just messing around. They've been playing together for so long. There's also a version by Cliff Richard in the shadows. Cliff Richard, of course, the famous British pop star who was massive. Like, I think until the Beatles came along, one of the biggest selling pop stars in all of England. And he's one of those guys from the British invasion who could never invade. Cliff Richard never, <laughs> he never made it in the States. If you hear somebody knocking on your door, if you see somebody crawling across the floor, baby, it'll be me. Yeah, I'll be looking for you. Well, if you see somebody climbing up a telegraph pole, if you find a new lump in your sugar bowl, baby, it'll be me. Yeah, I'll be looking for you. Poor Cliffy. Yeah, he needed that. Like, 
He needed like performance Viagra or something, <laughs> I guess. Exactly. That's what it's he couldn't invade. Poor guy. That's exactly what he had ID. He had invasion disorder. <laughs> he couldn't uh, <laughs> poor Cliff Richard. But if you want to check out some current day I got to know Cliff Richard. There's a there's a, a CD compilation from the nineties of Nebworth 1990, where, which I bought because Paul McCartney. Yeah, it's great. It, it's, it is one of my favorite live albums. It's got Paul McCartney doing Hey Jude and coming up with kind of the, the funky Chris Witten. Give me something to dance to. Yo, give me something to dance to. Where they do like kind of the funky coming up with samples. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. sure you were embarrassed. for the boy. <laughs> you were embarrassed and I fell in love. That's where you and I differ. <laughs> to me, it was, that was my stairway to heaven. That was your fuck you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. It's, too, it's just cheese machine is what that is. You want cheese machine? That same album has like a 15 minute medley by Genesis doing covers of you never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips. Right. The Righteous Brothers. Using Turn It On Again as kind of the wraparound for it. It's a terrible version of like shout and like it's it's Phil Collins at his worst. It's like Mike Rutherford planning on murdering somebody. <laughs> so what's going on there? But uh, uh, on that Nebworth album, by the way, great. I think we're going to disagree on this band. A great version of Tears for Fears live doing Everybody Wants to Rule the World, which until Dennis Miller took it for his own partisan purposes, partisan purposes, um, that's one of my favorite songs from the 80s is that Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. So uh, also Clapton doing Sunshine of Your Love for 10 Minutes with that bald percussionist screaming. Kojak, <laughs> what's his name? He was buddies with George. I can't remember. Ray Cooper. Oh, the that, great Ray yeah. Cooper. <laughs> who's just banging a gong, getting it on and screaming. But yeah, so why are we talking Nebworth 1990? I don't know. Oh, Cliff Richard does a cover of Do You Want to Dance on it? That's like, oh, this is Cliff Richard. Hey, do you want to dance and to hold my hand in 1990? It reminds me of being on the ship and hearing that song Sea Cruise a lot. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> what year am I living in? <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's a fun little throwaway. Getting back to the, it'll be me. Now those drawings, are those John drawings that were animated? I think it's John's artwork animated, yeah. That's what it looked like to me, but I was like, yeah, I couldn't find any information on it. Yeah, it's fun. Cool. I like it. Whatever. Yeah, it didn't blow my mind or whatever, but it's fun. It makes me look forward to the box set. It's great to have, and on this show many months ago, we reviewed the Lennon Anthology box set, still never released digitally or on vinyl as of March of 2021. But it felt like something on that, his satires, his parodies, We that box set opened my mind up to a world of John Lennon outtakes. I mean, I didn't, I was not a lost Lennon tapes completist. I didn't know every little bootleg that came out. So when that Lennon Anthology came out in 98, mm -hmm. I, you know I get my ears wrong, I'm, I'm trying, 98, um, was yeah. That was a revelation for me. And this song felt kind of part and parcel of that box set experience. A little studio, just nonsense, but with Ringo, which gave it some magic. Well, if you hear somebody knocking on the door, it will see across the floor, baby, it'll be me. looking for.
John playing great piano. John's piano playing in that is great. That's one thing that excited me too. The the more John on piano, the better. Yeah, yeah, this will be fun. I'm really looking forward to these all these discs coming out. Oh yeah, I also watched. I didn't finish it. I don't watch on those boxing videos or unboxing, whatever the hell you want to call it. Did you watch any of that? There's a guy that unboxes it or whatever. Uh, I didn't watch that. One, because I'm jealous, and two, because I don't like them. <laughs> the Beatles? Well, we we need to talk. <laughs> oh, no, it's a dark day on the Untitled Beatles podcast. I have something to confess. <laughs> I don't like the Beatles. It's, it's, it's weird. Like I feel like society's made me a Beatle bot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I watched part of it. I, I have no comment. It's like, okay, cool. I, I don't know. I, I was trying to see all the track listings. That's how I could muster off that unboxing video. If you have the Imagine Deluxe set, it's a similar thing. It's going to be a beautiful book with photos of that. I mean, you know, uh, there's a... Uh, I don't want to be a hypocrite because I've called Plastic Ono Band my favorite solo Beatles album, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty damn sure it is. But then when you go back and listen to Imagine, it's like... That box set with the bonus tracks and the elements mixes, then you think, oh, God, how can it not be a ima- John Lennon could <laughs> not have made Imagine were it not for getting Plastic Ono Band done first. I think that kind of catharsis of Plastic Ono Band allowed John to then make Imagine uh, not that much longer afterwards. Is that crazy? No, it makes complete sense. And I also think that if the Beatles had not broken up, we would have no Plastic Ono Band record. Like, those songs wouldn't be Beatles songs. I don't think they would exist. Yeah, well, would it be like Ringo Step Lightly into God? Like, how how would that (laughs) running order... People have done that. There's a ton of, like, online, like, the last Beatles album with songs from the albums from 70 and 71 and a little into 72, and it's kind of interesting. But by then, all four were afforded such a level of freedom without each other that who knows if they would like would Paul have written Band on the Run if the Beatles were still around? There, there's, I think their mutual independence allowed them to chart new territory. As great as they were together, they hit such heights apart that maybe history turned out the way it was supposed to. Yeah, well, it it turned out how it did, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, let's go back to the future. <laughs> They say that all in love is fair Yeah, but you don't care And you know what to do That's one of my favorite bridges in the history uh, Power love is as good as any Beatles bridge <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> Jesus Christ That's the bourbon talking <laughs> That's the power of love Well, another Beatle news This May <laughs> There will be a reissue of two George Martin pre-Beatles instrumental songs under the title. I guess he went under the moniker Ray. How do you say this? Cathode? Cathode or cathode? I'm not sure. Or is it cat hoed? <laughs> Dude, I've hoed some cats. You know what I'm talking about? Rare. <laughs> I think I think it's cathode is what I've chosen to believe. It's okay. like Escher versus Escher. Cathode rays are normally invisible beams of particles that can be contained within vacuum tubes for observation. Well, it turns out you can stream these songs. They're out there already. They're just going to, I guess, remaster them or something and put them out again in May. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a 45 we put out. It was, I think, April of 62, something like that. And the songs are Time Beat, 
and the flip is Waltz in Orbit. I, they're quite fun. I quite like these. Yeah, what do you think? I think they're awesome for a number of reasons. <laughs> One, I love the old Parlophone label. I love that 62, 63 kind of purplish Parlophone label just gets me real <laughs> excited. Um, uh, two, it's cool kind of almost hearing a little bit of Take 5 in his piano playing. Yeah, on Waltz in Orbit. Definite nod to brew back there. It's fun. It's pretty cool. And I have to admit, I didn't know these songs. Um, no, I didn't either. Before this news came out this week. And it just kind of further, I'm not even looking at my notes right now, but pulling them up, I put down a note that if it just further solidifies George Martin as the unarguable fifth Beatle. I mean, this guy in the suit, the old guy who was drinking tea and he's the EMI guy was the experimental comedy record, electronic sound motherfucker. Like George <laughs> Martin was badass. Ignore the take it away video where grandpa George Martin's kind of playing on, on the piano looking like, Oh God, do we have to like grandpa play again? He just farts <laughs> on the piano bench. It's terrible. Stop giving him Turkey. <laughs> um, but you look at him and that he's like wearing like a sweater. Um, but George Martin was badass, and as we've talked about many times, and we will many times, his ability to yes and the Beatles' ideas on the Decca episode a few weeks ago, we said to Tony, "What a blessing!" Or people say a mitzvah that he that Decca didn't sign the Beatles. Yeah, right. Because then George Martin would have never have met them. And they'd be doing, how do you do it? And hello, little girl, their own version of it. Hello, <laughs> it'll be all that. Yeah, these are fun songs. I quite like them. Uh, as I mentioned already, they have this kind of um, Les Paul feel to them. Those instrumentals that Les Paul used to do. And he was a huge innovator messing around with pitching and tape speed and all sorts of distortion with guitars and uh, but also another like he was kind of like the British Phil Spector, this kind of kooky guy named Joe Meek, who he had a hit with the song Telstar, which was another early 60s instrumental famously covered by um, the Tornadoes, I think, or the Ventures covered it. I think the Tornadoes actually had the hit with it, but it's a great song. I think it was featured in Mad Men and um, also like Phil Spector, Joe Meek also ended up. I think he's a murderer. Uh, was a murderer. I don't think he's with us anymore either. Well, that's it for Beatle News. Actually, it's not. <laughs> New album from Ringo Starr just dropped. Actually, it's an EP. It's not an album. Uh, this Zoom In EP that Ringo released, he teased Here's to the Nights, uh, I think, as or, you know, long ago is the end of 2020, I think is when the uh, the video for that came out, which is the all things must pass slash USA for Africa. We are the world <laughs> of pop songs. Everybody's on it. it like is. It's one of those records where it's like, oh, I know who this person, the lead singer from the Black Pumas, the, the <laughs> Billy Eilish's brother, <laughs> Paul McCartney <laughs> screaming for two bars. Um, so mm -hmm. the, that teased a while back, but. I'll just top line this for you, Tony. I, I streamed it today. I pre-ordered the cassette because I've got genuine psychological issues. The cassette <laughs> has not arrived yet. 
I'm like, I got to buy it in one form. It is 2021. Why not buy the tape? And um, that makes sense with this record. I would buy the tape too if I had to buy one. You know what I mean? And I think this is not just a great Ringo record. I think it's the best Ringo record since I'm going to go ahead and say Vertical Man in the 90s. I think this is a great Ringo record. And within the span of what, six months to have new Paul McCartney in his late 70s and new Ringo star at 80 is a definitive gift. We are so lucky. Okay. How do you feel? (laughs) How many (laughs) negative fabs do you give this? I loved it. Did you? I'm well, good. That is good. (laughs) I I thought this album was unnecessary. (laughs) Peace and love. No more autographs and go fuck yourself. Uh, no, okay. all right. Uh, no. I get it. I was going to say, like, I too streamed it today. I listened to it today. So I've only given it one listen. Maybe it'll grow on me. <laughs> yeah, well, should we just go track? There's only five songs, right? Yeah, there's o- only five songs, one of which was released again late last year. But Just before we start, I'm anxious to kind of explain. This was co-produced, recorded, and mixed by Bruce Sugar, recorded in West Beverly Hills. And this is Ringo just needing something to do during the pandemic. And, you know, before we go track by track, Tony, I want to amend this for a second. Sure. Calling it the best Ringo record since (laughs) Vertical Man is not comparing it to, like, I don't know, uh, Flowers in the Dirt. You know, it's not like it's not something I'm going to go back to a million times. In fairness, neither is McCartney three. Well, I have gone back to it a few times. You know what? In 2023, what am I going to listen to more Ram or McCartney three? So I put it in that category a bit that to have Ringo releasing anything new that isn't terrible is really nice. And the worst songs, the first song, Diane Warren, who's known for like writing every Celine. Diane Warren's the reason I don't like Aerosmith because every <laughs> Aerosmith song, uh, Adam Sandler did a great SNL bit in 92, 93, where it was like a mashup of every Aerosmith song that was like crying crazy, amazing crazy. I'm crying crazy, just doing like every one word Aerosmith title kind of in one. Yeah. And Diane Ward, she's the woman who wrote the massive hit from the film Armageddon and Independence Day and, and all that stuff. So yeah, it's yeah. very poppy. It's very we are the world. It's a little frustrating. <laughs> but at the same time, what's he talking about? He's It sounds a little like a song he had called Liverpool 8 off the same album where he's just kind of singing this kind of anthem type pop we are the world type of song and uh yeah it's got do you want to tell us who's on the single tony okay well uh ringo star of course uh you can watch the video and he's wearing an adidas track suit which is nice all he wears now you only (laughs) catch him in that he's in I think he's in Donnie Brasco actually wearing that. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Ringo and Donnie Brasco. I, I did not like Ringo in Casino. It just it <laughs> didn't work for me. Uh, well, who sings on this? Cheryl Crow sings on this. We all, we did mention Paul McCartney, like you said. If he gets in there for a couple bars. And by the way, in the video, it's like everyone's on Zoom, and that's the idea of perhaps of this. Uh, 
EP to a degree. Maybe the, the whole record was recorded via Zoom, maybe, <laughs> at his house. <laughs> Probably, because the footage looks like it's in his house. It totally does. Um, who else sings on it? it? On YouTube, it says Eric Burton. Did they mean Eric Burden from The Animals? Or is Eric Burton somebody else? Eric Burton is the lead singer of kind of a, they're not neo-soul. How do you describe the Black Pumas? It's a little like Leon Bridges-y, where it's kind of like soul throwback. He's got a great voice. Got it. That's who you uh, said. They, they had a song a year or two ago called, the song might be called Colors. Okay, so when you said the Black Pumas, I really did think you were just making up a band. <laughs> it's an easy game. I thought it was like you were making fun of like the Black Crows and then like Mumford and Sons or something. You know what I mean? Like Mumford and Sons, them. also known as the Pumas. So one could understand that connection. Hey, you guys listen to the Pumas? I'm Mumford and Sons. I'm in the fan club. I'm sorry. <laughs> or those band, all the bands that have Wolf in their name. You know that that's that craze seems to have died down. But that and people yelling "Ho" and "Hey" for no good reason. Ho, <laughs> hey, stolen from Mrs. Vanderbilt. Who else sings on this? Phineas, uh, which is all caps. Um, I don't know who these people are, man. Uh, I've heard of Dave Grohl, obviously, because I saw Nirvana. Live. Dave Grohl's just a poor man's Pat Smear. You saw Nirvana <laughs> live? I did, yeah, at the Aragon. Uh, it would have been the In Utero tour, but I had friends that saw Whoa. them on like the Bleach tour when they were smashing their instruments and stuff. Holy shit. I, that must have been amazing. What were they like at the Aragon? Did you know you were seeing some? Was it 93, 94? Yeah. When would that have been? It would have been 93, yeah, yeah. It would have been. I forget November. Uh, I think it was October. They had two shows, and I, I forget which one I saw. Jawbreaker and Mud Honey were the openers. It was a great show. Yeah. Did you feel like you were seeing something special when you saw Nirvana? Oh, yeah. You knew. Yeah, I miss. I wish I'd seen him on the Nevermind tour. Yeah, I wish I'd seen him a few other times. But uh, yeah, it was great. It was great. I was wearing glasses at the time, and the pit started, and I was like, "Oh, I got like I almost lost my glasses during Mud Honey," and I'm like. Okay, guess I'm going to watch Nirvana from far away. <laughs> but I tell you this, man, they they somewhere in there they played Teen Spirit like halfway through the set and the room cleared out. Or I not the room, half the room cleared out. You know what I mean? Like the idiots left. Was that their bathroom song? <laughs> for for Paul, it's my Valentine. <laughs> oh, they're showing the Natalie right. Portman video. Let's go yep. take a piss. This love of mine my All right, who else sings on this? Ben Harper, Lenny Kravitz, Jenny Lewis, Luke Aether, if you need your guitar, realign. Re <laughs> He's a good luthier. All I want to do when I wake up in the morning is Steve Luke Aether. Steve Luke Aether, <laughs> Steve Luke <laughs> Something out of something, girl, that make you feel so bad. And by the way, they say that all in love. Come on, that's a great bridge, Tony. Best bridge. That's a better bridge than the Beatles could have ever written. I think I, I remember you saying that once. But Steve Lukather has been touring with Ringo for years. He's had some songs in other Ringo albums. And, you know, he was part of the Thriller Sessions. Toto 4, while I'm not going to praise it as one of the great albums ever, that was a massive Grammy-winning album. Like, he's a 
big artist in the history of pop and rock for the last 40 years. It's very cool in my estimation that Ringo has always been supported by legitimate chart-making artists. It kicks off with that. It's a good meaning song. Here's to the nights. Here's something I found interesting about it. One of the lines is in the chorus. We made a beautiful mess. We did it all. Yeah. So it's almost, it's like the opposite of we didn't start the fire. They're actually taking ownership of ruining the world, the baby boomers. I had that note taken down too. The notion of we did it all. I mentioned the comparison to Liverpool 8, but... One of the things I love about this record is there's no obligatory song about Liverpool. Every other album has a song like in Liverpool, you know, those kind of songs. specific. But I feel like he's singing here about Harry Nilsson. It feels like an ode to his party days in the 70s and gallivanting. Like for as mawkish as this song is, I feel (laughs) like it connects us to Ringo's past in a bit that is sweet. It is sweet. Yeah, this uh, here's my notes. We are the world on Zoom. Nice song that your well-meaning uncle made. (laughs) (laughs) Your uncle's Ringo. No, I know. I know. I know. He is rock royalty. He really is. I just think, you know, like you were saying, we kind of grade Ringo on a different scale because Ringo's talent, it's not about singing songs or writing lyrics or whatever. His talent is playing those drums and knowing exactly how to play them with those other three guys that we like so much, among other people. He also did some stuff after that. That's great. He's playing drums on this, Tony, which is cool. Like, he plays drums a lot on this record. And I, I like a, an album in 2021 where Ringo Starr is playing drums is is beautiful to me. I agree. I agree. The next song on the record is the title song, Zoom In, Zoom Out. Zoom in, zoom out to get a new Yeah, so it's got a shuffle beat, which is, you know, that's kind of cool. You know, there's not a lot of people doing shuffles anymore. 
this is hard. Okay, we're okay. Well, yeah, what do I write about this song? Zoom in, zoom out. I said it had a good, decent message. <laughs> <laughs> you hate this record. All right, uh, Dark Horse or Zoom in, zoom out. Pick one. Dark Horse. I put that on the other day. <laughs> I, technically, I, I put it. this one on the other day, too. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get Dark Horse, too. Um, okay, but but I mean, the message is great. Zoom in to get a new perspective. Here's something I want to say, that this song is proof that Ringo Starr is a socialist. The Beatles are socialists. They promote social justice. They promote socialism. They promote environmental justice. This song is, is a peon to socialism, which is where I've gotten in trouble on the show for people saying, well, you know, the Beatles, not just for liberals. I've never said they're just for liberals. I've said to really get them opening your mind the way a liberal does doesn't hurt. And this song is a peon. To, I'm using the word peon probably incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, that might be what's getting you in trouble, really. It's a clean sounding record. I love the way this record is mixed. I love the way this song is recorded. It's got kind of a little bluesy feel. And um, yeah, I dig this one. That's cool. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> I guess that's my role. I'll be the villain today on the podcast. So my notes were... I already said shuffle, not a lot of artists doing shuffles lately. I ended with my message. I just said good, decent messages. So my middle note is um, generic. <laughs> it just sounded just sounded like a generic song. Like I just, I don't know, from a Beatle, I want songs to do something, not just lay in the pocket in the E or whatever it is. <laughs> have you heard Ringo Rama? Have you have you heard Liverpool 8? Ringo's given us 20 years of albums that sound catchy to the ear and then you listen and go what did I just hear? <laughs> so I, I, it's not that I disagree with you mm. but the last like 15 years of Ringo albums have been like this and I think given that this is just an EP and not like an 11 or 12 songer. Yes. Um I think I give it extra credit. I, I, I'm also, <laughs> Tony, I'm also You're so, so grateful. You're grateful that it's five songs and not 11. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. I think I'm grateful to hear after the year that we've had and we just celebrated, I'm not sure when this is airing, but we just came off the one-year anniversary of the, the world shutting down. Right. To have new albums from Paul and Ringo in this time, I give them like... They start at a B minus for me. I give them such leeway because of the gift of having new Ringo Starr songs in 2021. It's cool. I completely agree if, with if you. If you're crazy. I completely agree with you. No, I am. I'm happy. I'm ha Like I said, I'm happy that he's making music and playing drums. Like, yeah, he can still play drums. And Paul, too, can play everything. We haven't lost them to Alzheimer's or whatever. They're still doing stuff. So yippee. <laughs> Yeah, we also haven't lost them yet to All-Star Blitz. Hopefully they won't become contestants on that 80s game show, All-Star Blitz, which I might have made up. All in a game that's just over their heads. All-Star Blitz. All-Star Blitz. All-Star Blitz. And here's the master of the Blitz board, Peter Marshall. So the next song on here is, this is one written by Sam Hollander, who's written hits for Panic at the Disco, One Direction, lots of big tunes. I wrote, he's a hit maker, and this is a great song, and it's called Teach Me to Tango. You gotta leave it up. Oh, leave it up. I'm 
This is my favorite song on the record. Tony, you go. Well, yeah, this song happened and uh, I gave it no notes. No notes. No notes. Zero notes. It happened. Uh, I, yeah, I was like, okay, that's a song, I guess. So what do you like about it? Because I... Well... Okay, here's what I like. I like that Hal Rosenfeld is on percussion, and anytime a Jew is employed on a Beatle record, I'm very happy. It's it's the reason I was I supported Joe Lieberman in 2004. I'm like, well, I'd like to see it. It'd be cool. To, I don't agree with him. But, well, that was when he was a Democrat. Um, but no, what what I really like is, and I think Tony, even you can agree, this song's mixed by Chris Dugan. <laughs> I can agree with that. That's where we can agree. No, I don't hate this song. I just like it. It just was a song. Like I don't know. <laughs> uh, so graded on a curb. If you played this to me and said this is my new band, I'd go, oh, cute. But the fact that it's Ringo, I give it like a B. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I am with you. I am with you. I will say this. Okay, right. High praise. Nothing on this album like pissed me off. You know, like I wasn't right. like fucking Ringo. What the fuck are you doing? He's being who he is, and this is the music he likes to make. And yeah, it's of a certain time. I'm glad he's not trying to be like 30 years too late on like the Nine Inch Nails thing or something. You Imagine. know, <laughs> Reznor, star. I'd like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade. I wanna fuck you like an animal. Yeah, it's just funny. Like these fun kind of like when I'm 64 sounding like. Maybe that's not right, but with the shuffle beat is what I'm getting at. I don't know. That's like there's safe songs that I'm glad he put out. I saw Frank Sinatra at the Chicago Theater. I, I, I might be wrong about the theater, but it might have been the auditorium in Chicago in 1988. And I remember at the time he was reading every lyric off a teleprompter. Frank Sinatra was, it was like a weekend at Bernie's type of situation with Sinatra <laughs> in, the, in the late eighties. Even I at 4D was like, Whoa, he about to bully. He gone. And, uh, you know, so I, I think so much of that has kind of changed how I feel about seeing Ringo and Paul doing things. I mean, one of Paul McCartney's greatest ever albums came out in 20, 2018 Egypt Station remains a great, great record. How many artists? What was he? 75, 76 at the time. So I do grade the Beatles on a curve because they changed the entire world of music and then continue to dominate a solo artist now going into 51 years. It's I I I salute Ringo, but I also still pay to see him with like, and now Ringo and the one guy from Santana you can't remember for <laughs> right. 10 minutes of Oye Como Va. Like, all right. Right. And, and well, Willie Tyler and Lester. <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome forward Todd Rundgren. We can play this game anymore, but can we still 
George John Rundgren. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be one of those awesome, yeah, like celebrity lookalike guys to hire for a corporate party. <laughs> Bored Todd Rundgren. Who's that guy running around going, hello, it's me. It's oh, it's Bored Todd Rundgren. <laughs> okay, so then Ringo steps into uh, a Jamaican spotlight for waiting for the tide to turn. It's always a good sign, I think, when you mention the genre of music you're playing. <laughs> Zeppelin did it. <laughs> it had been a long time since they'd done it, but they did it. No, you're right. Rock and roll music is a song about rock and roll. But this is a song about reggae. And also, I mean, it opens up. Seriously, it sounds like Shaft. Like when it opens up, it's got the wah-wah guitar. the tunnel there is hope with the rising sun just play some reggae music and it will be a better day shoots Bob Marley will swap reggae it's equal parts Shaft and and the fading of Exodus by Bob Marley's when I hear what I hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I started straightening my living space up while this song was on, and it was good to hear this song while I straightened up my house. It inspires you. It was inspiring. This was inspiring. <laughs> the, this song, one could argue, is your current day Imagine. <laughs> I'm going to say this song is better than Waiting in Vain. This song is better than Jammin'. This song is better than Kaya. I think Ringo's written the best song in the history of reggae. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Bob Marley. You too, Ziggy. <laughs> It's Ringo doing reggae. You know, I actually went back to a bunch of the 90s Ringo albums and like, there's some reggae influence songs, but this is like his most kind of straight up reggae tune. And I, I dig it. I mean, why not? I'm not equating it to the lofty weight of like George Harrison's um, Marwa Blues. But this is Ringo kind of kicking back and relaxing and loving reggae and reminiscing about the last time he smoked a joint when Reagan was alive and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's right. He's been clean for some time. He and Paul, yeah. And they've outlived everybody. It's a good reminder as I drink my bourbon and swallow my animal. <laughs> Ten four, good buddy. Well, it closes with uh, not enough love in the world. This is a big kind of a anthem. I will say this has like a 60s spirit to it, the, the music of it a little bit. I mean, it doesn't sound like the 60s, but it has that spirit and when I say 60s, that could mean a lot of things. So not like psychedelic, not strawberry alarm clock or the peanut butter conspiracy. It's more like <laughs> strawberry alarm clock, incense and peppermints, yeah. kind. tune in, tune in, tune in. That's a great song. That's a, that's cool a Dick too. Beyondy fucking job. I've never heard the B-side. I'd love to. It's called the Birdman of Alcatraz. Even though you'll find it strange all along the Birdman. Yeah, so this one was written by Steve Lukather, who brought it to Ringo, ah. and Ringo kind of dug it and decided to kind of record it at the end. 
This is an EP. I read an interview with Ringo, I think in Esquire, where he said he doesn't really want to do albums anymore. He just kind of wants to do EPs, which is great because... Sounds great. There have been so many Ringo Starr albums. There there were a bunch of columns in Beatle Fan magazine in like the late 2010s about like, oh, the last six Ringo albums are better than anything Paul's done in a while. And I remember being like, I get the sentiment, but you're wrong. Like... Any new Paul McCartney is worthy of being appreciated and loved. And Ringo falls in that same category. And unlike when Ringo's on the road, Tony, because I've seen Ringo live a few times, hearing Ringo play drums, he's got a couple strange Ringo fills. I'm forgetting which song this was now, but there's like once where he starts going to the ride cymbal for a couple beats and then just drops off and goes back to the hi-hat. It's very... (laughs) <laughs> kind of non-patterned, informal Ringo drumming, and that that exists in 2021 is a huge gift. And I spent fifteen dollars on the cassette tape of this. Well, I listen. It was fourteen something with tax. A Ringo EP on tape in 2021 is fifteen dollars, <laughs> and I'm the asshole buying it. I'll tell Carrie. No, it was like six eighty. It was like six ninety nine. It was like six eighty five. It was. It's under seven. Whatever singles were back in the day. <laughs> Remember those days when you went out to buy the Ice House Electric Blue single? Um, Well, yeah, Tony, so I give the new Ringo album, I mean, is it Abbey Road? No, but it's Revolver, six fabs. (laughs) Four fabs plus George Martin and Billy Preston. Well, yeah, I will. I will give it. Uh, I'll give it a couple of uh, honorary fabs. Uh, just keep doing it, Ringo. Keep being you. You be you, as the kids say or the adults say now. What would you rather listen to, this or Beatles story? Um, boy, that's hard. <laughs> oh no, because <laughs> Beatles story is interesting, but it's just a lot of chatter, and it's longer. So I'll go with the new Ringo Starr EP. <laughs> Suck it, Dave Dexter. Zoom in, you know, because Zoom, because we're on Zoom. We all love that uh, 1970s uh, PBS kids show out of Boston. Was it Boston? Oh, yeah. They all had the, the rugby. It was, we're going to Zoom, 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 Zoom. We're going to Zoom, 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 Zoom. Come on and Zoom, 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 Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally forgot about that. Well, that's what this show is for, bringing up ghosts from the past. I was into Kids Are People too. Was Kids Are People too that, like, people are children, people with children? It had a cool font. That's You know what? That's what I remembered. It had a cool font. You know, Tony, uh, I know we have to wrap this episode, but we talk a lot about Phineas and we talk about the Black Pumas. But, you know, the the way you feel about Ringo, man, I just want to say, they say that all in love is fair. Untitled Beatles podcast. Like and subscribe. Yeah, but you don't care. (laughs) You know what to do. That beats the fuck out of Hey Bulldog. Good night!